Nation, authors, coaches, speakers. Three, two, one. Amplify your mission. Access training. AYMission.com. And here is your host. He's a best selling author, TEDx speaker, and was even named one of the top 10 dads in podcasting by Podcast Magazine. Please help me welcome to the stage, Adam Lewis Walker. This week, we're all about memory. We're all about how to study fast or faster, how to read a book a day, potentially. So we have Jordan Harry on the line, and he is the man behind Study Fast. He's also got a TEDx talk out there, how to read a book a day, that's over 2.6 million views at the time of this recording. We've had him on the other, the partner podcast, Talk Accelerator. If you want to find out all about his TEDx talk and his whole experience there, go and listen over at talkaccelerator.com. But today, we're going to dig into... 10 things to improve your memory and also how you can read a little bit faster and study um, faster. So Jordan, excited to dig into all things memory and speed reading. Are you ready to amplify your mission today? I try and stay ready. Either over-prepared or under-prepared, so I know which one I want to be. <laughs> Perfect. The, I say that's the right answer in my mind. So um, that was quite a brief introduction, quite speedy, study fast and all that. So is there anything else you'd like to add or highlight? What are you all about at the moment? I would definitely add on, you know, one, I need to carry you around with me so you can introduce me wherever I go in every room <laughs> I enter. I'd love to let my girlfriend know I'm entering the room like that. <laughs> um, however, I'd love to add on that I'm a lifelong learner and that although um, today we've taught over 30,000 people, you know, from 170 different That's countries. Awesome. Thank you. And it's been accelerated, as you can imagine, teaching online now and everyone's flooded in and with that being said I learn just as much from the people that I work with speak with like yourself than I do when I teach so um, that's the only other little thing about me is I'm a, a, a geek <laughs> awesome let's touch on your origins because you've done a TEDx talk and how did you get into this this whole this you know launch the company study fast and because you're a, you're a spring chicken, like you you know you done all these things and you got this company, but you know you did a, a pretty early to do a TEDx talk in your in your life and your career. So talk to us about your origins and, and how you kind of found yourself in, in this position. It's incredible and super ironic because today um, I was blessed to write a piece for the BBC, and they're doing a little section on the secrets of uh, CEOs, and one of the stories is I'm sharing um, the whole idea of when you have no mentors you have no business acumen, how do you start? And ironically, I turned to books because I watched a TED talk on why you should read a book a day. That blew my mind. And funny enough, I said, yeah, when I'm 40, I'll give my TED talk. <laughs> so yeah, being 18, giving um, a TED talk on how to read a book a day, I felt like a massive imposter. And I'm sure imposter syndrome has been covered brought up many of times on your show. And yeah, I think that's, that's very common in, in, in all of us and especially people I interview. Yeah. <laughs> especially with the male ego, you know, especially with the male ego. And um, for me, most people say they, they didn't realize um, the gravity that would come from what they did. You know, they always, oh, I'm surprised by the reaction. Personally, me, I went in expecting said results. And although some people may say, oh, that sounds quite egotistic, actually, you know, the ego, as much as it is our enemy, we also need to know how to harness it. And um, at the age of 18, I had to put six months of training and harnessing it before I got onto that stage. 
um, which we discuss, of course, on the partner show. So for me, um, it's given me a platform, but what I know has kept me on this platform and yeah. kept me speaking to people like yourself. Yeah. And I know when you, when you did that talk, you, th there wasn't necessarily a thought of a business, but it did, it did, it catch, it caught fire, you know, in the millions of, of views. And then, so talk to us about study fast. And obviously your, your talk was how to read a book a day. So, and we're going to talk a little bit about speed reading, but definitely about memory. You've got some courses on, you know, memory mastery course and stuff. But talk to us about study fast and, and, and when did that, you know, that awakening moment of, I'm going to launch this thing and this is, this is it, when that all came together. You know, the inception, I love to constantly review, you know, I always see, I don't do many podcasts now, not sound exclusive, <laughs> but more so because I really treat them as some form of meditation where I can reflect because we are different day to day. And podcasts for me anyway, allow me to actually revisit my worldviews and what do I remember? And what I do remember today, having gone through the process of speed reading and memory training, the entry is difficult there are a lot of barriers to entry to learn this skill. Price being one of them. Second of all, you don't know what you don't know. And people just didn't realize that you could improve this so-called fixed trait, your reading speed, your memory. And being a student, I was like, why can't this be fun? Why can't I be humorous? And um, to, I guess, words of effect, why does this have to be challenging? And so I really kind of, built the philosophy of speed reading and memory training on showing you as much as you needed on the simple premise, Adam, that if I gave you two options to either show you how to read a book a day or show you what your brain does when you're speed reading, which one would you prefer? How to. How to, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Arguably, yes, you would be interested in the process, but if you had a choice, you want the end result. Yeah. And what, what attracted you to this, this whole content? Like, why at 18 are you like going, oh, speed reading? As a disclaimer, I wasn't a 10-year-old saying I want to be a memory coach when I grow up. <laughs> um, in fact, I've always enjoyed education and I've always enjoyed it for the social aspect of actually learning from my teachers. So um, I was always, you know, second best class, you know, when we had sets. So I always got by. However, for me, I felt education was broken quote unquote mm -hmm. but instead of going against the system and rebelling i was like well let me help improve it um and so one way was okay well how can i hack this because this is the notion people probably have around me around other memory and speed readers that actually i'm addicted to learning something as fast as possible in a minimal amount of time mm. you know and for me that's how I saw it, was if I could get the same grades as the person sat next to me in half the time, I can then go build a business. I can then go train. I can then go socialize. So for me, that kind of awakening didn't come from a, oh, wow, I want to just go to a next level of my education. It, more of a byproduct. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, it was, well, how can I give these tools to people who wouldn't normally have access to them? And then they can do what they want with this superpower. However, memory is one of those fragile things that we don't know how important it is until it's gone. Mm. And we can't get it back. Not yet. And so being a young man, I realize gratitude that right now I remember as much as I can. And 
as we get older, life seems to just speed by. And the reason is, is because when we're older, we have less memorable moments. And I don't want to go into the whole construct of time, but when we're younger, we feel like our childhood was hopefully long and exciting because we have a lot of memorable moments. Our first kiss, our first boyfriend, our first party, our first drink, our first holiday. But then there's a interesting learning plateau. And I would almost say a life experience plateau that once we leave education and we enter the world of work, we have less and less and less memorable moments. So um, that's, that's what really keeps me motivated today is um, understanding how can we improve our brain health? Because ultimately, if we look after our brain health, we'll inevitably look after our memory. And if we can improve our memory, I would like to believe we'll live more fulfilling lives. So I'll start with the speed reading stuff. And you spoke about it in your talk as well. What are some, some key tactics and, and, and approaches, practical applications, if someone wants to, you know, just crank it up a notch, but still be efficient, obviously not just like blasting through it so they don't really have any retention. So oh. they're not only studying faster. How can people start to practically speed up their reading if they want? Well, the first thing is we need to build a reading habit because if you're not reading in the first place, well, it's a pretty hard to start. You can imagine like training. Yeah. Want to lose weight. <laughs> I'm not going to give you an, an exercise program that myself, I do because I've been training for X amount of years and probably very similar to yourself. Yeah. It's the exact same with reading. It is a muscle. It is a habit. And for many of us, we don't enjoy reading. So first of all, let's attempt to build a habit. How long does it take to build a habit? Well, I say until you stop. You know, you can Google how long, 21 days, 60 days, seven days, seven weeks. But the bottom line is a habit is a habit until you stop doing it. Of course, that's my personal opinion. And so from that standpoint, there's a great scholar called BJ Fogg. BJ Fogg came up with the concept of tiny habits. And so tiny habits, super simple, super practical. It's this idea where you do a new habit, a new activity for two minutes every single day. The reason why it's so powerful is because two minutes, it's fairly easy. Instead of worrying about, I've got to read 10 pages, because that's what, what we often do to ourselves, right? And if I don't, we beat ourselves up. But instead you learn to work with time as opposed to against it. So the two minutes reduces that start to the activity. Because when we first start an activity, we have this massive resistance. Yeah. So it gets us over that hurdle. Nine times out of 10, you'll read longer than two minutes. But the most important thing is consistency. So number one is building the habit. Number two is using a visual guide. And what I mean by a visual guide is something like your finger or a pen. And most of us do this when we're looking through the Chinese menu, looking for chicken chow mein. <laughs> and although, you know, we giggle, our eyes are designed to follow smooth motion. Yet when we're reading, we don't know how fast or slow we're reading because we don't have a visual guide. So all I advise is whilst you're doing your two minutes and doing it whenever suits you best, you want to place your finger underneath the line you're reading and you're simply just following the fingertip. This way you'll read longer and you'll read faster. And then the final step 
that I suggest that everyone tries at home. Actually, Adam, I'll test you. What's number one? <laughs> number one, read two minutes daily or a page. And number two, use your visual guide. That's right. Pen, pencil, finger. Spot on, spot on. And number three is an active review. Because we touched upon comprehension. Because it's yeah. great reading fast, but if you don't remember it, it's useless. Now, this is going to sound common sense, but it's not common practice. And a very small effort leads to a very big reward. So when you get to the end of the chapter, or you get to the end of your two minutes, simply shut the book and self-test yourself. Again, a lot of people are like, oh, come on, give us, some, give us something special. Give us something magical. <laughs> I don't have much more for you other than to sit there and self-test yourself to move away from the illusion of learning. A lot of us mistake familiarization with memorization. And what I mean by that, Adam, is if you don't self-test yourself and you just open the book again and you reread what you just read, as you're reading, you're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Okay, well, shut the book. Tell me what's on the next page. Now we get to see if you're familiar with the text or if you can remember it. And that's where the illusion of learning, where we highlight as we're reading, yeah. is very dangerous because we believe when we highlight, we've remembered it. So number one, build that habit. Two minutes every single day. Doesn't just apply for reading, any habit you wish to yeah. start. Number two, use a visual guide, a pen with the pen lid on or your finger. And number three, is test yourself do an active review i was interested as well obviously we're talking about study fast and speed reading and things how how do you think the approach differs to like reading to learn and then say like uh i don't know a novel or reading for pleasure where you know something might actively slow it down or what are your thoughts around that and the two obviously two different styles of reading and then you know take it to schools or you know university where it may be almost like that that cramming aspect like you say trying to learn something as quick as possible see how they kind of go together what are your thoughts around that no one's asked me to reflect upon that. Most people just say, almost a defensive question of, they'll position it and they'll be like, well, I don't enjoy reading fast all the time. So why should I speed read? And now I'm in a, some sort of weird argument yeah. explaining why speed reading is beneficial. And funny enough, this started, and I'm thankful I went through this experience with my TEDx talk, because like anything, you have the little trolls in yeah. the comments, Saying, oh, this doesn't work. Oh, why do I want to speed read? I want to slow down and enjoy it. And at the beginning, I fell into that trap. I defended the community of speed readers. And it was only until another subscriber on YouTube argued for me and was like, speed reading is like going for a jog. And I was like, oh, great. I'm going to have to correct two people here. Here we go. <laughs> But they had a really good point. I kept reading this long paragraph and they were like, when you start reading, so when you start speed reading, you start jogging. I was like, okay, I'll keep following this. And then you see a beautiful scenery. Then you see the sun pre and through the grass with dew on and it's 6 a.m. and it's just beautiful. And you want to stop and you want to pause and you want to enjoy and soak in this moment. And then you look at your watch, like, oh, I've got to get back. And you carry on your run. That's speed reading. You cannot speed read all the time. 
there are times where you need to stop, whether that's because you're stumped and you actually need to go and research or actually process what you've just read. Or number two, you want to enjoy what you're reading. And it's okay to stop and slow down and enjoy that novel and then speed up again when you've got 10 minutes till the meeting and you haven't read the brief. And for me, that was one of my biggest teachings and it came from a YouTube viewer. Would you say as well, it's about, you know, you know raising your, your kind of your top speed. So I like an athlete, you know, like your jog probably is a flat out sprint for some people. Same thing, when you can read super fast, when you're going, what is for you then is kind of like a, a jog pace, it's actually, you know, quite a bit faster, but you're, it feels slowed down for you because you've kind of stretched and you flexed that muscle to build up the, the habit and the training. Adam, this is probably the best podcast I've ever done. And I, I think <laughs> I said that to you on the last one. And what you've described just there, it's called flexing your reading speed. And it is what it says on the Tim. It's the idea that none of us read at the same speed all the time, especially when we're reading different books at different times, different motivations, different energy levels. So the idea is we want to create, big word alert, a super compensation effect. Put their body in a progressive overload, wherever, just to the point of failure, you know, where they are overcompensating to deal with the load. So you're reading at a speed where you can't really comprehend that much. And then you drop down, say 10%. Okay, I can comprehend a little bit more and it's slower, but it's still a hell of a lot faster than your baseline reading speed. The whole idea is you want to see what is your limit. Okay, brilliant. For me, it's 1,500 words per minute. Beyond that, my comprehension starts to go downhill. So then when I'm faced with a book on plumbing, completely out my field, by the way, no plumbing experience. <laughs> Let's just say for argument's sake, I have to reduce my reading speed by 50%. Yeah. Let's say everyone has to do that. So now I'm at 750 words per minute. Compare that to you, Adam, and let's just say your average reading speed is 600 words per yeah. minute. Yeah. Right. Now you're faced with a plumbing book. Now you reduce yours by 50%. You're reading at 300 words per minute. The idea of speed reading is knowing your limit and being able to flex your reading speed according to what you're reading. Being able to speed up and slow down. So for those who are like, they, they, they have the daily reading habit, they may even use a guide as well and, and they do some comprehension. What would be the sort of some, some of the more advanced that person who's thinking, okay, I've, I've got that aspect of like tick, tick, tick. I wanna, I wanna move up to the thousand words a minute and, and, and I wanna you know, get towards at least seeing the path to reading a book a day. What are some more advanced aspects they can really kind of train themselves with? Well, a couple of the advanced techniques that we share on our program is a free app, which everyone can go to right now, including yourself, Adam, which is a app called Exceller Reader. Exceller, accelerate, Exceller Reader. I'll find that and I'll put it in the show notes too. Yeah, please do, <laughs> please do. And what you will be able to do is copy PDF, an article, an email, and paste it into a text box. You set it to a speed, set it to how many words you want to see on your screen, press start, and it will flash three words at a set speed in the order of the sentence. And you are then forced to focus on the middle word using your peripheral vision to pick up the words either side. 
So now what you're doing is you're training your eye muscles because that's what takes people just like anything in life from the above average mm -hmm. to the superhuman. And to reach that superhuman, you're going to have to put in time, memory experts that I catch up with on monthly on mastermind calls when they're preparing for the memory championships, they use the memory techniques you'll find on YouTube. The only difference is they spend eight hours a day Blimey. leading up to a championship. What a, what a useful resource and, um, you know, to share though. That's, that's great. It's something very well, practical. Yes. And another one, just because I want to make sure we give everyone something else to run away with, is that we've got Accelerator. And another one is Spreeder. So S-P-R-E-A-D-E-R, -E -E Spreeder. Spreeder. Very similar tool. Um, last time I checked, it had a online pacer. So it had a um, highlighter. And the highlighter would move along the paragraph of text. So if you can't use your finger or pen on your screen, you can use Spreeder. Cool. Very cool. So for you personally, you know, we talked about some of your origins there. When was a time where, you know, uh, you know, getting this TEDx talk 18 and, and you know, it, it did, it did catch fire, you know, quite quickly. And then you've gone on to this things on the surface. You could say, Oh, it's all gone very well. When was a time was a real struggle for you and it could have nothing to do with business. And you really had to, you know, as a, as a challenge and a potentially a low point for you, where you really had to fight. Oh, question. I bet that stumps 99% of your guests. <laughs> <laughs> Two times. If I can be greedy. The first one and the quick one is every single morning. And that's not to say every single morning I roll up, blah, blah, blah. no, it's more of a case of every single morning I know I need to bring the best Jordan. Regardless of what's going on in my life, everyone's fighting their battles, especially with COVID about, right? That I realize we're not all in the same boat. That, yeah, we may be going through the same storm, but we're not all in the same boat. And my boat's pretty goddamn good. But every morning I put myself, and I'm, I'm a stoic. Won't go down that route. Oh, when you said day, when you said read a page a day, I was, I try not to always bring it round to that because you know I don't know the guest, but <laughs> it's bullies. Yes. But the Daily Stoic, I read, I read like I read a couple of pages today because it, I keep that discipline for one page and I've reread that over the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. Love that, but I think that's a, a great tool to go along with you saying, you know, a micro habit. Daily Stoic, ideally you're supposed to read just a page a day and reflect on that, and I'm a big fan of that. You and I both. So. What stoicism teaches you is before you go to bed, say to yourself that you're not going to wake up. So that when you wake up, you've received one of the best gifts already. And it sounds quite dark. Adam, you're, you're my people. We understand why. Yeah. For other people that are all Premeditations of evil. There we go. <laughs> so for me, when I wake up in the morning, I'm awakening my alpha. Number one, it's another day of paradise. I'm here. Number two, um, my attention i understand that where my attention goes my energy flows so i have a 10 pound note under my screen i put another zero every time we hit another milestone so that's the next one to go because money it's literally numbers so i'm not emotional when i see that many numbers i respect it and on it it says i will become wealthy and i know you know self-talk a bit woo woo but what i do allow it's opportunities from the universe. I'm not religious. Um, I do acknowledge stoicism and the law of allowing, so not just law of attraction, but law of allowing, that being ready for when the opportunities come around. Um, and then the most recent one, which probably the most practical, was I got knocked down for the first time in training. 
not, not knocked out, but I got put on my booty the first <laughs> time. Um, and I've been doing mixed martial arts for quite a few years. Yeah. Um, not saying, oh, I'm a veteran in the game, but I've never been clipped. Like, I'm, I'm <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I, not to brag myself up, but my face is quite... It tight. doesn't look like a fighter's face. No, it hasn't taken much abuse. <laughs> or any abuse, it looks like. Yeah. Thankfully not. And yet I got clipped and I got put back down. And I, I, I wasn't in the right space to get back up. Of course, this was training. Yeah. And that really... Martial arts humbles you. I'm not going to go on that tangent. Yeah. But it really made me realize, again, how vulnerable I am. And that um, you're never ready. You're, ne you're either underprepared or overprepared. And um, it really instilled in me that one day someone could break in my house and I either could be overprepared or underprepared. And I never wanted to feel like that again. Yeah. I was on my knees and I was like, hmm, I don't want to get back up. I can't get back up. I want to have choices. And when you're in martial arts and another person imposes their will on you, it's not a nice feeling. Mm. So I now indoctrinate myself into fear. Every single day I try and do something that scares me. I think stoicism also pushes people towards yeah. that direction. Because when you are faced with fear, when I am faced with confrontation maybe on the street and someone's like trying to be quote unquote a big man, I'm like, okay, cool, we can go. It's like, yo, I do this. Okay, we can go. That, that calmness, that stillness, strikes fear into them and if it does escalate then i will do everything i can to make sure it's handled as quick as possible so a bit long-winded no man i'm just i'm just thinking of do you mind me of uh i interviewed charlie the spaniard brinnerman ufc fighter he had uh, a rocky story where he you know it's and i put him in the book and this is if you like stoicism, the waking you out for a very stoic bribe because I'm influenced by uh, Ryan Holiday and uh, and Robert Green, who's kind of send me the link to that if you would, Adam. Yeah, yeah, I, I will definitely. So yeah, what well, ayalpha.com forward slash book, uh, but it's on Amazon, Amazon.co.uk or .com. But yeah, no, I think you'd you'd appreciate that. But uh, talking about humbling, you know, because all the top UFC fighters pretty much get knocked out at one point, <laughs> and mm -hmm. then they have to like stand there have why their opponent's hand is raised and sometimes have an interview afterwards and they've just been knocked out on live TV and you know, they're in someone else's highlight reel or getting knocked out that will be shown for years to yeah. come. So ooh, definitely. That's a level of different, you know, psychological training they'll have to yeah. go. Through. Yeah. But, and like you talked about towards the end there about you're ready, you know, his quote that I put in the book was earn the right to trust your gut. <sighs> that variation of, you know, not, not trust your gut only, if you've earned it, because there's some areas where you, 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 know, you haven't got the experience to trust your, your gut could be way off. If you've earned the right to trust your gut through going through the training, like whether it's reading, speed reading or you know, martial arts, then you know, and it's important you earn the right to trust your gut. Talking about quotes, is there a particular quote that really sums up your approach to life? Could be an all-time favorite, the sort of thing you might have up on the office or on your website, anything that springs to mind? Yeah, for me, the best quote that I have really taken away from stoicism and i'm a lifelong student so there may be a new one hopefully you'll bring me on next year <laughs> is if you were to die right now let that guide what you think say and do not quite sure what stoic philosopher that came from probably someone like seneca i know he's, he's, he's one a top one but who knows yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so for me 
going closer to that idea of, not even the idea, the reality of death, um, the sooner we can kind of come to terms with, okay, well, how does, how deep and dark is this concept of death? And then once you hit the bottom of that pit, which is actually when you die, the only thing you have to look forward to is you no longer fear death. Um, you realize, okay, well, it's not actually that scary. Once you actually go through, okay, I'm about to die right now. Well, okay, with that in mind, am I happy with what I'm doing right now? If I'm about to die in 10 minutes time, would I do anything different right now in this moment? But the difference for you listening right now, do not wait for that sentence. Do not wait for that near-death experience to start living your life. Yeah. And we've, we've all got that sentence hanging over us, some more aware than others, definitely. 100%. Uh, is there a particular, in, I know we've mentioned a few books, impactful book for you that just read it at the right time or you just think it's a good one to recommend? Am I allowed to give free? Go on then, yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, the first one that kind of flipped the switch was Man's Search for Meaning, oh, Victor yeah. Frankl. All-time all favorite. It's quite a small book as well, isn't it? It's really it's an easy read. Really, really impactful. Yeah, I, I say an easy read. Um, easy to digest. Difficult to comprehend that a human can go through what he did. Yeah, and really and, relates to what we, you were just saying before as well. Yeah, the, the yeah. quote. So I'm not going to talk about it now. Man Search for Meaning. Uh, the next one is Daily Stoic you know, and they give a number of meditations. And when we say meditations, they're quotes and then they extract the quotes and apply them to real world situations and how they still apply to today and how stoicism can be used as a tool to live your best life. And I would say the final one would be financial literacy, Templars of wealth, daily stoic and man search for meaning. Perfect. What is the best way if people want to continue the conversation to connect with you, follow what you get up to and, and, and do that? Um, for me, the best way um, is what platform works best for you. So if it's LinkedIn, search Jordan Harry, look for the smiley face. Um, if it's Instagram, Jordan Harry, two N's, two Y's. If you want to be formal and professional, you can email me at jordan at studyfast.uk. So just in closing up though, I know we, we've been dangling this memory thing. Could you hit us up with, you know, some top tips to improve your memory? My pleasure. My pleasure. Um, we'll work with the rule of three. So the number one thing is to improve your sleep. They say sleep is the mother of all healing. And that whilst we're sleeping, we remove toxins in the brain. Now, the best way to do that is to actually improve the quality. Dark room, cold, and switch off. Make sure your room is dark as possible. I love an eye mask. And I do look pretty cool in an eye mask, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Number two is make sure your room is cold. The best sleeping temperature is actually 19 degrees Celsius, which for me, I actually like a little bit chillier. And the third one is switch off. And not in the literal sense of turn your devices off, because not all of us actually live in that world now. But more so, look to get rid of that blue light. Mm. So night mode on the iPhone. And go a step further, download Flux. All of this is free, by the way, no affiliation. F-L-U-X, you can download it on the desktop. Mine's actually come on now, and it's starting to take away the blue light. My screens have got a tinge of orange, so my circadian rhythm 
can start to kick in because the idea is when it gets dark outside, my devices now are getting rid of the blue light that blocks melatonin and melatonin is that sleep hormone. Mm. So improve your sleep to improve that memory. Number two, write things down. We make thousands of decisions every single day. Should I come onto Adam's podcast? Should I grab a coffee or should I have some water? And so what that allows us to do when we write things down, we don't have to remember as much. We don't have to make as many decisions and look to hyperanalyze your life and make less decisions because it will allow you to bring the best you to the more important things. And the final one is new learnings. They found that learning a new language changes the structure of your brain, but not just that, it improves your memory and it offsets brain diseases. Doesn't prevent them, keyword, but it can push it to further on in life if you have the genetic makeup where you might have a coding for mm-hmm. some form of Alzheimer's. So again, Adam, we started this with how much I'm an advocate for brain health for that exact reason. So as long as every single one listening to this is on this call, taking it in, well, you're hitting that. You're learning something new, whether that's a language, a uh, martial arts, um, a business skill, if you don't use it, you will lose it. And that's one way to keep our mind healthy and improve our memory. Oh, man. What a great way to finish the show. Thank you so much for your time today, Jordan. It's been an absolute pleasure. My pleasure as well, Adam. And thank you for your time, listeners. One thing you can't get back. Attention, authors, coaches, speakers. Make sure to join our Amplify Your Mission community on Facebook. Thank you for your cooperation. All right, have a great week. Amplify your message and amplify your mission. System shutdown. Three, two, one.